Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. name of Jesus. Today we're going to talk about dreams. We're going to continue by talking about the purpose and the power of dreams. The purpose and the power of dreams. And that is really the story of Joseph. You see, Joseph started by God, the story started by God giving him a dream. God gave him a dream. Yes, in his own dream, he slept and he had a dream, but those are destination dreams. You know, there are all kinds of dreams that God gives to us, but the one that God gave Joseph is a destination about his future. And every one of us, God gives you a dream about your future. You know, it's very, very important to know that God is a God that gives us dreams about our future. In fact, one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to give us a dream about our future. In Acts chapter 2, verse um, 17, Acts chapter 2, and Acts chapter 2 is quoting, by the way, from uh, Joel chapter 2. Bible says, it shall come to pass in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. You know, every one of us, God will give, God has given us visions and dreams you know, they are really synonymous because we're not talking about just when you sleep and you have a dream now. God speaks to us that way. But we're talking about, you know, God's plan and purpose that he puts in our heart. And those are dreams. So what are dreams? They are mental pictures that God put in our heart. And he uses them to propel us into his plan or towards his plan for us, you know, so we can fulfill them. In fact, they are God's plans translated into our hearts. Praise the name of Jesus. That's dreams. Dreams are God's plans translated into our hearts. In Psalm 139, verse 17 and 18, Psalm 139, verse 17 and 18, the Bible says, how precious also are your thoughts to me. This is David. You see, you see God's thoughts are so precious. He said, how great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they will be more in number than the sand. So God's thought towards you. This is David under the old covenant. This is David. I mean, under the old covenant. And he knew that God has so much precious thoughts towards him. And he said they are so great that if you have to sum them together, you know, they are, they, will, they, they are more numbered than the sand. How much more those of us under the new covenant? God has so much thought towards you. God has so much plan towards you. If you are watching me, you are a young person. You think you are an accident. You think, you know, God doesn't care about you. This should disprove that for you. God has so much thoughts. You, you, your thoughts so much fill his mind that if you are to count them, they are more than the sand. The problem is, you know, God is always trying to communicate that into our heart. 
You see, God is always trying to paint a picture of his plan in our heart. And that's where dream comes. So our dreams, they are like a painting. You see, it's like God's painting that picture, that plan that he has into our heart. And God, God uses different ways to do it. Sometimes he gives us an actual dream that we sleep and we have a dream. We have a picture. Most times he just put them in our heart as desires. Sometimes he put them in our heart through conversations. You see, God was speaking to Abraham. Abraham was so, you know, he was so distraught. He was so, you know, he was so, you know, unhappy about, you know, the delay, the delay that was going on concerning God's promises. What did God do? God took him out. And God said, Abraham, I want you to count the stars. And Abraham began to count one, two, three, four, five, six. And after a while, he lost count. And he said, I lost count. And God said, yeah, that's the point. You know, that is how your descendants shall be. God was trying to paint a picture. Have you noticed that God loves to talk in pictures? God loves to talk in a graphical way. Have you noticed that even a lot of the prophetic word that God gives to us, they are pictures. They are his plan. What he's trying to do is to paint that picture in our heart. And that's what dreams are. God finds ways, you know, to paint and to give us an imagination of his plan and purpose for our life. In Exodus chapter 25 verse 40, God told Moses, I want you to build the temple according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. So when Moses went to the mountain, God gave him a picture. God gave him a picture. Every great thing starts as a picture in someone's heart. Every great company, every great businesses, every great, mini, every great ministry, every great thing that you see started as a picture in someone's heart. There is a picture that God has put in your mind. Yeah, sometimes you might discount it. Sometimes you might think it's too good to be true. Sometimes they get corrupted. You know, but there is a picture that God is trying to paint. God gives us a picture sometimes when we read the word. In James chapter 1, verse 23, 24, it says, Anyone who listens to the word but does not do it, do what he says, is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror. Oftentimes when we read the scripture by the Holy Spirit, what happens is we see our face in a mirror. But we don't see our face as we are. We see our face as we ought to be. Look at verse 24. And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. A lot of times, even when we get words and revelation from the scripture, what we get are images of what we ought to be. The Lord says you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The Lord says you are loved. The Lord says you are stronger. The Lord says you are more than conqueror. You see, the Lord is giving you a picture. Those are dreams. Dreams, when they are from God... They are, they capture our hearts. They, you know, when dreams are from God, you know because they capture your heart and spirit. Dreams, you know, they are from God because they ignite your imagination. Dreams, they are from God because you know they fit, they fill your unquenchable hope. They are from God because usually they become something you can't set aside. 
dreams from God, they consume our thinking, they fuel our excitement. Have you noticed when you have those dreams, you are excited, you are hopeful? You know, sometimes they can happen in a single moment, like a flash. And sometimes they captivate our thoughts throughout the years. We were all born dreamers. And the reason why we were all born dreamers is because that is how God intended it to be. You see, what damages our dream is sin. You know, and that's what happened when we grow up. Have you noticed that the purest form of our dream happened when we were younger? You know, we have this dream. We couldn't see impossibility. You know, we couldn't see anything. We could dream freely when we were young. That is the time of innocence. And as we grow up, what begins to happen, the responsibility of adulthood, you know, we begin to, you know, we begin to understand what impossibility means, you know, and all too quickly, what happened, we begin to box ourselves into what is possible and what is logical. Logic, most times, kills our dream. Many of us, reality of life kills our dream. Many of us, you know, disappointment of life kills our dream. You know, when rubber meets the road, when we see what happens around us, what happens, our dreams, you know, they just die. Before the fall, it wasn't like that. In fact, Eden was a dream come true, you know, for Adam and Eve. So dreams are, you know, a picture from God that he put in our heart. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, today I'm going to share seven truths about your dream. Seven truths and very important one about your dream. Number one, your dreams are from God and they are for God's purpose. It's dreams in your heart and I'm giving you how you will know they are from God. You will know they are from God, you know, because they are about God. So dreams are from God and they are for God's purpose. You see, your dream is far beyond you. It is for salvation of others. Joseph said this in Genesis chapter 50 verse 20. In Genesis chapter 50 verse 20, he said, you intended it to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Now, Joseph at the beginning didn't even know that. At the beginning, he thought the dream was about himself. It was about me. It was about, you know, you know, your crops, everything about you, the moon and stars, they bowed down to me. And I'm sure there was somehow the way he said it that, you know, just ticked off the, the brothers. Even the father was a little like ticked off to say, what are you talking about? You know, so he thought the dream was about him. You know, that's where flesh comes in. Many of us, we think our dream is about us. Your dream is not about you. Hallelujah. The Bible says all things have been created through him and for him. Colossians 1.16. That's what God says. All things are created by him and for him. Anything that originates from God is ultimately for God. And you must understand that. You know, you must understand that your dream are from God and they are for God. In fact, one of the ways you know whether your dream is not from God, the dream that is not from God will fuel the flesh. The dream that is not from God will fuel personal ambition. The dream that is not from God will not give you peace. 
The dream that is not from God will stir up I mean, everything that is of the flesh. You see, when your dream is just tearing up everything that is of the flesh, it is either it is not from God or it's been corrupted by your flesh. You need to sort out all those two and ask God to purify your dream. When something is from God, it is not just about you. It doesn't mean you're not going to get to enjoy part of your dream. No, no, no. You're going to enjoy it. If God really wants you to, you know, you know, if God's dream for you is to become, you know, a multi-millionaire, you know, yeah, you're going to enjoy part of it. But the reason why God is doing that is for the salvation of many. It's for his kingdom. That is the ultimate purpose. Hallelujah. If God is calling you, you know, to, 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 to write books, you know, um, you know, it is because of the people, you know, that the book is going to bless. The content is giving you. Is God is giving you songs. Is God is giving you businesses. Is God, if God is big, giving you ideas, God is giving you ministries. It is not because he wants you to just be famous. It's because he wants many people to be impacted. Sometimes many people get caught up in the selfish aspect of the dream and destroys the dream along the way. Praise the name of Jesus. And that is why sin makes us to struggle when it comes to dream. The sin of our heart often leads us to longing for things that won't last and dream that only benefit ourselves. Right? Instead of dreaming to make much of God, what happened? You know, we just have plan to make much of ourselves. But dreams that are from God is ultimately about God. Praise the name of Jesus. That's number one truth. The second truth is when God, once God gives you a dream, you become a custodian of his agenda. You see, when God gives you a dream, then you become a custodian. You become a steward. That's what that means. You see, dreams, they are like seeds that must be nurtured to maturity. That's how dreams are. In 1 Peter 4.10, the Bible says each of you should use whatever gift God has given to serve others as faithful stewards. So dreams are gifts from God. And we must become faithful stewards. The beautiful thing about the life of Joseph, Joseph was a faithful steward of his dream. He did not allow his dream to die. Many dreams die because of poor stewardship. Poor management. Many dreams just never happen. Many dreams never take, take place. My Smoron, the late My Smoron, once made a powerful statement that the richest place on earth is the cemetery. All right? Because that is where many dreams are. Dreams that never became reality. That is why books that never got written, they are buried there. Many ministries that are in the mind of God put in the heart of many never became ministry. Many businesses in the heart of people never, never became reality. Many shows, many movies, many things that God intended and put in the heart of many people never became reality because people giving those dreams never became good stewards. Joseph is Joseph because he chose to steward his dream. I want to ask you, how are you stewarding your dream? Have you abandoned your dream because it's too costly? Or because it doesn't fit with others? Sometimes people abandon their dream simply because it doesn't fit with what people around them are saying. They are friends because your dream is different. And everybody is doing this. You abandon your dream. You just go with the, with the crowd. 
Some people abandon their dream because it's costly. Because it's, it's costing them. So they compromise. You know, the beautiful thing about Joseph was he stayed true to his dream. And I want to challenge you, stay true to your dream. Has God given you a dream? Don't abandon your dream because it's too costly. Don't abandon your dream because it's too difficult. You know, don't just say, you know what, this is costly. This is t- taking me too long. This is, you know, too many things I have to do. I have to, you know, change my life. I have to do this. I have to be lonely. Sometimes the journey to your dream will involve being lonely, being different, being yourself, not being in with a crowd. That is because God is separating you to fulfill your dreams. Praise the name of Jesus. Once God gives you a dream, you become the manager, the steward. You know, the, you, you become synonymous to that dream. That's why we say Joseph the dreamer. And Joseph knew, I have to steward this dream. And I think that's what made him to make the choices. That's what made him to make those choices that he made along the way to choose to live the way he lived. He never forget, forgot his dream. I'm sure as he went through life to Potiphar's house, to prison many, many years, he kept telling God, God, I know you have a dream for me. And that's what we have to do. I know you have a plan for me. It doesn't matter where you are now. Maybe you are in the prison. Maybe you are in slavery. Maybe you are just a victim of jealousy, hatred. Maybe things are so low now. You need to say, Lord, I know you have a dream for me. I know I have a dream. And I believe my dream will come to pass. You become a good steward of your dream. Praise the name of Jesus. Number three. Your dream becomes your guiding principles and your inner compass. You see, the reason why dreams are very important is they allow us to focus our energy. They become our reason to live. They become, you know, what preserves us, what causes us to continue even when things become difficult. Dreams become our guiding principle. Once someone has a dream, What happens is you are able to organize your entire life to focus on that dream. You know, one of the reasons why many people don't achieve much is because there's lack of focus. It's called dissipation, where you burn all your energy in different directions, where you say yes to everything that people ask you to do. Every project people pitch, you say yes Everything people ask you to come and do, every party you go, every event you attend, everything that is going on around you, you know, you do every business you double into, every ministry, everything around you, you, you know, many people suffer uh, dissipation. You know why? They don't have a dream, you know, or they have not discovered their dream. Not that they don't have a dream. They have not discovered their dream. God, your dream is God's dream, and God has a dream for every single person. Praise the name of Jesus. God has a dream for every single person. And that's why it is so important to know that when you know your dream, when you have a dream, you know what happened? It guides you. It protects you. It directs you. It, it, it helps you to eliminate so many things in your life. There are so many things calling your attention. There are so many attractions that are fatal. You know, they look attractive, but they are destruction. 
There are so many things calling you right now. There are so many things calling for your attention. There are so many people asking you to join them. There are so many groups. There are so many organizations. There are so many things. A man without a dream will be pulled in different directions. But someone with a dream knows what God has called them to do. And they know that is where they can succeed. And they focus on that. Praise the name of Jesus. Your dream guides you. In fact, it becomes how you know whether something is God's will or not. The reason why people struggle with, you know, day-to-day choices is because there's no dream. They don't know. There's nothing they are living for. There's no dream they are living for. You see, once you have a dream you are living for, you know what happens to you? It helps you to clarify things. Most things become clarified in your life. Most things. You know, it clarifies how you move, how you live, it clarifies how you do things. Why? Because you now become a man of singular purpose. Apostle Paul said, this one thing I do. This one thing. David said, one thing have I desired of the Lord, right? That I will seek after. You become a man of one thing. Many people are not people of one thing. They are people of many things. So many things. And so many things will dissipate all your energy and will cause you not to succeed in anything in particular. Praise the name of Jesus. Number four, your dream becomes your guardrail and your restraint. Genesis 39 verse 39, you know what Joseph said? Joseph said, you know, how can I do these wicked things and sin against God? What is guiding him? His dream. Joseph was a disciplined man because he has a dream. It gives you the reason to apply yourself and to be disciplined. The famous Proverbs 29 verse 18, what does he say? Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. Restraint means people are not restrained. People are not, you know, another, another version says where there is no revelation, people run wild. They run wild. They are not restrained. They get into everything. You see, in the scripture, once people are chosen, I remember when God chose uh, um, Samson. Samson was chosen by God, and the Lord told Samson's mom specifically, this guy is a Nazarene. You know, and the Bible says, he must not cut off his head, I mean, he must not drink wine throughout his life. You see, that's a way to focus him and cause him not to run wild. You know, the Bible says, you know, be not drunk with wine, which brings dissipation. You see? So it's very important to be focused. It's very important not to run wild. It's very important to be disciplined. It's very important to know what you wake up for, to be able to, you know, go to bed at night. You know, your dream will keep you working you know, because you have a dream. Most people who are lazy is because they don't have a dream. They don't know God's dream for their life. People who are, you know, go ask people who are doing their dream job. They don't know they are working. They can do it all night long. You know, when something is not your dream job, it's work. Two hours is like eight hours. When something is your dream job, wow. Wow. You, you do eight hours, you, you just think it's an hour. That's how it happens. You see? So dream allow you to really discipline yourself. 
Hallelujah. We're going to go to number five because of time. Your dream becomes your reason to trust God, to pray, and to have faith. You know, in Psalm 2 verse 8, say, ask of me and I will give you nations as your inheritance and the whole earth as your possession. Your dreams is a reason for you to trust God. God gives you dream bigger than you so you can trust him. You see, people will break dreams. They have no choice but to pray. They have no choice than to trust God. They have no choice than to believe God. They have no choice than to dare big things. They have no cho- And when they dare big things, they have no choice than to develop their faith. People who don't stretch themselves, take risks, develop their faith, pray, is because they don't have dreams. And they have not figured out God's dream for them. You see, when God put a dream in your heart, that those dreams allow you to really be able to, you know, stretch you. Look at Joseph. As a young boy, God told him, he gave him a dream of greatness. What do you think? How do you think that affected him? He knew he needed God. I need God to fulfill my dream. I need God. That's why I have to go to him every day. That's why I have to ask for his wisdom. That's why I have to ask for his grace. That's why I have to ask for open doors. Because I know only him can open doors that no man can open. Hallelujah. If you are pursuing your dream as a child of God, you are going to be a prayer warrior. You are going to go before God and say, God, I know this dream cannot happen without your help. I will lift up my hands to the, my head to the hills from where my help comes from. My help, my help comes from the Lord. Who makes the heaven and the earth. Why would David pray such a prayer? God gave him a dream. He's going to be a king. And he's not from royal family. He was a young boy. He's not from the royal family. He's not, didn't have a pedigree. He was not somebody anyone would choose. If they were to choose anyone. You know. And David knew. If I'm to become the king that God has called me to be. I am going to lift up my head to the hills. From where my help comes from. I want to challenge you. If God has given you a dream, it is so that you can trust him. God is the fulfiller of big dreams. And God is going to fulfill your dream that you commit unto him. Apostle Paul said, I know God is able to fulfill everything that I commit unto him. I want to challenge you. Your dream is bigger because you must trust God. Your dream is bigger because you need him to fulfill it. And I pray as you begin to trust him, as you begin to believe him, as you begin to pray big prayer, ask of me and I will give you nations. Some of you, your dream are for nations. Your dream are not just for your town and your county. Your dream are not just for this church. Your dream is beyond this church. Your dream is beyond these nations. Your dream is across the nations. But it's going to take you trusting God. It's going to take you believing God. It's going to take you to really look, take, look, take, lift up your heads into the hills from where your help will come from. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Your dream becomes your reason to trust him. Number six, every dream carries the ability to bring fulfillment. 
See, every dream has a life of its own. You see, when you look at the story of Joseph, it's just a story of the power of dreams. You see, that no matter what his brother did, (laughs) that dream became fulfilled. His brother tried to kill him, they couldn't. They sold him to slavery. The enemy, no matter what the enemy did, the dream kept following him. In fact, everything the enemy meant for evil was what turned out for good. How would Joseph have gotten to Egypt if not because his brother sold him? Now, you know, they sold him to a guy. The guy sold him to Potiphar. They, so they sold him to the wrong person. And the person sold him to Potiphar, who was one of the officials of Pharaoh. And Potiphar's wife, the devil jumped into Potiphar's house to destroy his life, right? And he went into prison where the king sent his own people to prison. You see, that's how he got the connection. That's, and he didn't know all that, you see. And from there, he became. So there was a, there's just your dream has a spirit. There's a, there's a grace, there's a spirit, there's an anointing upon your dream. That if you don't give us your dream, your dream will cause its own fulfillment. Because it's from God. Your dream is like a seed. You see, seed grows. Seed finds a way to grow. Praise the name of Jesus. So your dream carries the ability to bring fulfillment. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3 says, For the revelation awaits an appointed time. He speaks. You see, dream speaks. Dream can speak. Dream can move things. Dream can cause things to work out. Dream can move people. Even the guy forgot. The prison guard forgot. You know, even though Joseph said, please remember me. You know, the guy forgot. And God caused Pharaoh to have a dream. And Pharaoh had a dream and the guy remember, oh my God. Even when those people who want to help you forget, your dream will cause them to remember. Just don't give up on your dream. And don't put, you know, don't think your dream needs certain people. You know, sometimes we think our dream needs certain people. And when those people leave our life, we are crushed. You know, sometimes people walk out of your life and you are down, you are depressed. You think that is the end of your life because they are withdrawing their funding, because they are withdrawing their support, because they are withdrawing their affection, they are withdrawing their... You know, they are withdrawing everything and you think, oh my God, here goes my dream. No, your dream is bigger than that. Your dream is spiritual. Your dream has power. Your dream can cause your help to come where no one thinks. Praise the name of Jesus. Just keep being faithful. Just keep being pursuing God. Just keep putting your eyes on him and your dream will come to pass. Praise the name of Jesus. God will protect your dream. Your dream is a spiritual thing. You see, dream is spiritual. They're not just fantasies. You see, they're not just fantasies. For especially for you as a child of God, your dream is spiritual. Number seven, your dream is how God fulfills his own dream. <laughs> but your dream is God's dream comes true. You see, when you are faithful to your dream, you are actually fulfilling God's dream. You see, because 
every dream in our heart is a piece of God's dream that God put in your heart. You see? And when you fulfill it, guess what happened? You're fulfilling God's dream. God has a dream to save many lives. God has a dream to bless many lives. God has a dream to bless his kingdom. God has a dream for orphans. God has a dream for children all over the world. God has a dream for the United States of America. God has a dream for so many things. And God has put a piece of that dream in each of our hearts. When we are faithful and we run with the dream, then God's dream come true. God's dream come true. So that, that is what makes us partners with God. You are God's partner. You are God's dream comes true. And I don't know if someone is looking at me today and you're saying, really? Yes, that's true. And that's why Jesus died for you. That's why Jesus went to the cross so that God's dream can be fulfilled. You see, God's dream is to make sure everyone is saved. God's dream is not for anyone to die and go to hell. That's not God's dream. God's dream is not for anyone, you know, to, you know, to just to live their life and not become what God has called them to be. That's not, that's not God's dream. God's dream is for us to be saved. And that's why Jesus went to the cross. He went to the cross. That's why he suffered. That's why he, he suffered. That's why he was beaten. He was bruised for our transgression. He was, you know, he was beaten. All right. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. God knows that you need to be saved, healed, delivered to fulfill God's dream. And I'm just inviting you right now. If you're there watching me and you are saying, wow, I get it now. And I'm willing to give my life to God's dream. I'm willing to become God's dream come true. If you want to do that, I'd like to pray for you. It's very simple. It's a prayer of surrender. Maybe you've given your life to Jesus at some point in your life. But the way you are living now, you're not living to fulfill God's dream. You are living for yourself. You don't even think about him in your everyday life. And you want to say, I want to change that today. I want to become God's dream comes true. I want to pray for you. Or maybe you're there, you don't even know Jesus personally. You have not fully given your life to Jesus. And you want to say, yes, Jesus, come I'm giving you my life today. I'd like to pray for you. I'd like you to stretch your hands towards me as we pray. If you just want to pray that prayer and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you because you went to the cross so that I can become God's dream come true. And today I just no longer want to live my life for myself. I want to live my life for my purpose, which is God's dream. And I'm inviting you now. Today I confess That Jesus died for me. He went to the cross for me. He was buried for me. And he rose from the dead because of me. And today I accept the gift of salvation. And today I offer my life to pursue God's dream. And I say, Lord, do whatever you want to do in my life. Take my life. Let it be for you. Let it be consecrated for you. Let it be your dream come true. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. I just want to pray for everyone that is under the sound of my voice. Because I believe God's dream over you. Even if you thought you've missed the opportunity. No, the gift and calling of God, they are without repentance. 
I want to just pray for you that God will reignite that dream. That God will renew that dream. So, Father, I'm praying for everyone under the sound of my voice. I pray first for the ones who don't even know your dream for them. I'm praying that you will open their eyes of understanding. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, you will release your grace, your power to stir up their hearts so they can really realize why you created them, why you brought them on earth, why they have been going through everything they have been going through. They will realize what is your dream, what is your purpose, what is your plan. And I pray for those people, maybe they've abandoned it they've, because of life. Things have happened to them, disappointment. I am praying for a new, a refreshing, a new courage, a new power, new grace to be released over their life. To rise up and begin to pursue their dream. I am praying, Lord, that you will release your anointing over their lives right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare over your life, your dream will not be cut short. Your dream will not be cut short in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Can we put our hands together for Jesus?